eight minutes past four, welcoming Adekunle Owolabi, social media commentator, to discuss what's happened in the last 24 hours in the world of social media. Ade, how are you? I'm doing good, Asanda, um, and yourself. I'm good, thank you very much. The phones are finally cooperating with us, or the lines. Uh, how have things been? Uh, we are speaking earlier today. We normally speak on a Thursday. How was the weekend? I think I can still uh, ask. You'll still remember. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> the weekend was uh, was quite a short one. Um, um, I didn't get to do much, uh, but it's just been um, spending time with family this side and, and just uh, catching up uh, with work as usual. It's just been um, quite a sad week, um, as we saw in, in news making airlines in, in the country right now. It's not been really a good time at all. Yeah, it's not a good time. And uh, Tulani is speaking on that topic, so we might as well start there. Uh, what is the, uh, you know, we know the, uh, a few updates since uh, the story we spoke about here on Sound Awake yesterday. Uh, but we know the liquor license that allows the owner of the tavern in East London to operate has now been revoked. And there are calls for him to be charged criminally. Yes, uh, there's been in, in increasing uh, calls um, on social media, and people are actually trying to 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 get a reason why the the owner is not being behind bars already at the moment. And there's also, I think, yesterday there was that hashtag "Are we lazy parent?" that was also trending on Twitter as well quite a lot of messages, mixed um, reaction and trying, I think the narrative around that was questioning um, the, the the responsibility from the parents, parenting side as well, and not just uh, trying to, to dump the blame on the tavern owner. And it, it's quite a lot of messages that are flying across social media. This incident, I even got messages from i mean from um, overseas around the us in in other part of africa mm. and there were people were sending messages they wanted to know what actually happened because most of them couldn't really see the details so i had to now get to explain what actually happened and and it, it's, it's it's been quite a um you know it's a sad uh, morning and when this story broke and i think it's it's just been a more one message after another across social media and we is it's i mean where do we pick this from and i i think people are asking questions about parenting and they're also trying to get the the tavern owner to be accountable as well and it's interesting how you you know uh, now relay in terms of the views of the international community on this uh, story and how it's become a shock not just for us, but the entire world. Uh, because I think we, we've seen tragedies as it pertains to, to children in, in instances in the U.S. with school shootings. But this is so different in that the the blaming or the uh, finger pointing can literally go either way. It can be parents, it can be government, it can be law enforcement, it can be our justice system, it can be uh, things around the issuing of liquor licenses, the owners of businesses that issue out alcohol or sell alcohol. Whereas I think with the uh, shootings of children or the deaths of children, mass shootings, it's a different one there. That that talks uh, specifically to law and governance. So those saying, you know, let's just keep having this tennis match between parents and government and uh, uh, tavern owners. My my thing about, you know, punishing the tavern owner is that, first of all, he's not the only tavern that has served alcohol to children in our rural and township uh, spaces. This has been reported to happen. 
as much as the Eastern Cape Liquor Board has shut the outlet down, what about other outlets? And the second thing is we had heard reports that this tavern owner owns other establishments. Your thoughts around that? I, I think I think it's it's it, it's that time where we begin to 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 see actions uh, also from the government side as well, and and I mean having to this uh, knee jerk reaction that we see now uh, from shutting down this particular uh, tavern, we would it would really be important that uh, we get to see more actions being carried out uh, across other outlets as well, and even though the the, the owner um, repeatedly mentioned that he n- doesn't. Um, serve um, alcohol to underage um, children, but we've seen pictures and um, videos on social media that contradict that. And and I think this also it it, it puts um, that um, responsibility on heavily on the government side in terms of regulation. I I can believe that every province has this regulate um, uh, alcohol uh, gambling board regulator across the country, and and I think it is that time where we begin to question. How are these licenses issued? Uh, are we really um, ensuring that they are in compliance from time to time, irrespective if they were in the in the suburb or in the township or in the village? And this is that time where we begin to get uh, accountability from from government, and we don't have to wait for a disaster like this to happen, and and before we begin to 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 act and. Asanda, I think, you know, like, as you said, we can keep pushing the, the, the buck here and there, but I think it's also, as a country, it is also important that we also need to um, um, get that um, uh, accountability from the parent side. There was that time where we've seen videos of uh, um, kids, school kids uh, fighting uh, teachers in, in classrooms yeah. and 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 there was not much that was that happened we moved on we carried on and this is and i also also want to like i do not also think it's as I, I do that we all act in shock and surprise all of a sudden and these are things that we've seen that we all looked away that we just didn't mind didn't care about it and we just carried on with our everyday lives and um i think the society the the community the government everyone have a have a share of blame in this um, um situation this incident that happened and that's the thing. I mean, we heard from one of the parents, a father of a 17-year-old girl there, who's blaming the police and saying that there's a lack of patrols at uh, such taverns. And we've heard also on the side of parents who say, but we do tell our children what to do, but they don't listen. So we're not able to control them on our own. Your thoughts about police and lack of patrols? Uh, and I guess the argument that government does put policy in place, but now it's up to that policy being implemented practically and consistently. I, I think it, it's, it's, it's quite um, it's quite important to 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 get the uh, the police to to be more efficient, to be more effective, and and actually in uh, areas like that, and and um, because if we look at if you look at um, the rural communities um, or townships, there hasn't really been enough policing as well, like we've seen in what happened in, in Deep Sloot when they had to also ask the, the government to, to bring more police for them, for they want to have more police visibility if 
um, in, in the in the region. And I think that is also important on the policing side. They need to they need to look at the, the resources that they have. They need to try to allocate them and, and be able to see that there is there's some sort of balance and uh, in, in the policing um, of every community. And I mean, addressing every issues because it's, it's because now we I, i'm no i like uh, i mean the police uh, minister as he is he attended the place he addressed the parent and and i'm hoping that they'll be able to go back to the drawing board and begin to look at the root cause of this problem and be able to see how we can have uh, um, adequate policing in in every uh, areas uh, possible all right. And then in terms of toxicology results, we know that that is what we were uh, waiting on. A stampede has been ruled out as a cause of death. Uh, and uh, we now wait to see what is actually going on uh, after autopsies and, and toxicologies. Do we know now at uh, this stage? Um, at, at this moment, the main report that I found is that they were saying that this could be something they might have inhaled or something they might have had uh, from the alcohol that they that they have had at the at the uh, the event, but it hasn't really been anything that has been articulated like a, like an autopsy that is official that is being shared. And I think with time, maybe because there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of interest on the, in this case, and and I think every every party, every hands on deck is being um, careful and be able also to be. At, um, they need to to do a detailed um, investigation and be able to provide a comprehensive uh, a report on this. All right, we'll, the, we'll definitely be following that story. Uh, let's talk uh, uh, cope the political party. So they've laid charges against former state security agency head Arthur Fraser after the release of the final Zondo Commission report. And in the report, there's a recommendation that uh, Arthur Fraser be investigated for monies that weren't accounted for while he was at uh, state security agency. Tell us more. Um, it's it's not really surprising to to see um, to see that uh, move from Cope and and I think they've also sort of en- encouraged um, uh, every other person that's been implicated in this uh, report and uh, to 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 be charged and accordingly and it's it's just you know it's knowing that the um, uh, Fraser is now um it's it's being it's been uh, it's been making news he's been trending on social media and people are were praising him when this um um allegation against the president was reported and now this is now like uh there's like a counter or counter charges now being set on um, laid on him, and now the question now is what is really going on here? Why what, did they make the first move? Because he's, he was aware of this implication that may be coming up from this report, and it's it's just uh, we're not entirely sure what exactly is going on here. But I mean, indeed, if there is um, going to be more arrests, and we public should be expecting other maybe other political parties or other pressure groups in the country to be able to see who and who else can we um, open cases. And I think the COPE has made the first move and we should be seeing more arrests or more um, cases being opened against everyone that is being implicated in this uh, report. So uh, the commission also, the Zondo Commission report uh, recommended that the Hawks reopen an investigation into Fraser previously halted under the direction of former president Jacob Zuma. Your thoughts around that? 
Um, I, I think we, we, we should expect, um, I wasn't really surprised, um, on this, um, response from them. And because we also know that, um, he's, it's not like he has been totally been clean. He's been having these charges that will be hanging around his neck, actually during the time of um, um, the former president, Jacob Zuma, and how he was able to escape being, um, not really escape, he was able to, to justify his reason why he shouldn't even be in prison in the first place. And and this could also be um, the um, about his relationship with the former president, Jacob Zuma, and... And I think with this happening now, this is becoming like um, a game of chess and which is being played like a politics, um, the politics that have been played behind the, the rule of law in the country. Mm-hmm. So I think we, what we can expect is, as the, the presidents have said, they would not be interfering in these charges. And I would, would also hope that um, this is indeed not just words before the cameras, but indeed we would want government or any... Um, uh, implicated individuals should not um, in, in get involved, interfere in these cases. And it will be interesting to see how this is all going to play down. And knowing the president's implicated, Arthur Fraser is implicated, and there were a lot of other politicians that are also implicated. And this Zondo um, report is going to be um it's going to open a lot of canker worms and we know we're not even sure what is going to happen but um um this is this is something that w- even from our side we're following the story and we've written stories around it and we're just watching closely how this is going to play out let's take a short break and continue on that still on this uh, hashtag cope issue the political party laying charges against former ssa uh, uh, head arthur frazier this is sound away trending news right now Still in conversation with Adekunle Owolabi and discussing what's happened in the world of social media in the last uh, 24 hours. As you mentioned, Ade, before we took our break, I mean, other politicians are implicated here, other individuals as well. Uh, The commission points to at least 1.5 million rand that's uh, unaccounted for at the state security agency uh, between 2012 and 2018. There's also been an abuse of taxpayers' money on a private intelligence unit called the Principal Agents Network, which has also been pointed to. They took off equipment and vehicles for this unit that have been registered under individuals' names instead of the actual unit, including houses in Gauteng. And uh, and also uh, former State Intelligence Minister David Mashlobo being implicated with Fraser in terms of the need to be investigated for illegal operations there. So why do you think the COPE is focusing on Arthur Fraser? Um, that's a very uh, difficult question. Um, I'm not entirely sure why, but um, they believe they they actually um, doing what they're supposed to do, which is uh, more like um, what every citizen of the country should be doing in terms of uh, ensuring and uh, that um, everyone that is implicated in the case um, should be arrested. And they're actually saying that we. We want to do it now. We want action now. We're not going to wait for um, any longer. And and ends why they're making the this move as quickly as uh, as possible. The question is how? Why is this? Why are they in a hurry to to get this done? But but they they believe they're doing 
what uh, is is actually rightful of them to, to to be doing and and i think uh, cop is they're making um headlines now because uh, this is this is um, um sort of like uh, unexpected i wasn't really expecting that um cop would be the the party that would be laying charge against um uh, Fraser. it was actually something that uh, was shocking for me as a person can we not wait on our president Cyril ramaphosa to make his own assessment of the recommendations and action um, at this point in time, um, it is it, it, it's it's actually quite uh, um, it's quite tricky right now because even the president is being implicated um, by by this same um, man and and now um, it's you know I it's it, I think at this point in time I mean everyone can go out there and 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 open a case if they choose to it's I think it's the citizens' right in a way the way COP had actually uh, presented this and they're actually calling making that call knowing that um, they want justice, they want everyone that has actually um, been implicated in, in this allegation of uh, the misuse of public funds uh, should be uh, held accountable. And knowing that we've we've not really seen um, much of conviction and knowing that this same commission has taken forever and, and now the, the, the report is out and now we are not seeing anyone making arrests, they're like, no, we have to, uh, this is something that is expected of them to, to, to be done. Yeah, we have, we have been waiting. We've been waiting, as you say, as the general public as well. Hashtag ESCOM, then another opposition party in South Africa, the DA. They've written to the National Police Commissioner, uh, General Sislate Fani Masimula, and they are requesting that he activates the National Joint Operational and Intelligence Structure so that uh, tactical units should be deployed at ESCOM there because of uh, an illegal strike. Uh, tell us more. Um, DA making this um, uh, move is it's actually it's I think it's 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 really important. It's it's, it's something that knowing that if this um, uh, strike should not be uh, looked into, I mean this is we're already having load shedding right now, and we just in the beginning of winter, if not in in the middle of winter right now, and and this we know what. People are already complaining. Storm has been trending the whole week uh, about uh, different rant. Even on my side, I have to even um, miss meetings were missed because we're supposed to have certain meetings in Johannesburg, and and these meetings were cancelled. And there's quite a lot of things not happening in the country. Mm. Businesses have been affected, and it's just shocking. It's going, and even some places there were issues around water as well, and 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 all that. So DA making this uh, call, it's it's really critical, and knowing that. And it's been said that having uh, this stage four load uh, low shedding is costing the country about about 942 million rand per day has been quoted in this uh, message. That's quite a lot of money for an economy that is uh, uh, trying to, 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 to survive and get back on its feet, knowing the, considering the impact of COVID on, on job losses and all of that. We're in economic uh, recovery phases now. So, and, and they know that this is going to not just going to bring uh, the um, electricity to a standstill it could also uh, trigger a possible uh, uh, grid collapse as they've been um, said in the message so i think we can really blame them they they're doing what they think is right and and knowing also considering what cop also did with the um, um, case opening as well and they seen themselves like look we can't we can't wait we have to now get in there and and begin to to call for for a 
rescue mission right now because if this um, um, uh, strike goes ahead, it's it's we, we can re how do we even cope with that? Is it's just a question I'm asking myself. And the DA had previously wanted a state of disaster declared on ESCOM uh, just in May, not so long ago. So uh, let's see how that one pans out. And I guess our political parties, opposition-wise, are not waiting anymore. We're not folding arms. We're taking action, uh, those who are uh, the political parties in opposition. Marizan Kamp, let's end on this note. We've got a celebratory note. The women's cricket team player securing her first test century during a game against England. History being made here by this 32-year-old from Ekabeja. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's really it's really um um it's pretty, you know. And um, when I was checking the the story, and I'm just looking at knowing how what has been happening in the country, and and we've seen this. Um, I wouldn't say it's it's not enough to to uplift our, our mood right now. But if we should also look at this, this is really um, quite an, 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 an inspirational story yeah. to, we, we to read. We these inspirational and stories, yeah. Exactly, and considering the age and and as well, it's 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 you know it's 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 quite a it's quite an interesting um um story. And when I look at them, how even when the the, the game ended, I was just like, wow, it's, it's it's you know it's I mean with what. It, it was said like uh, it's, it took a um, a break taking a breathtaking flying catch from uh, from Tamin uh, and and I was looking at what what and if you see that the cricket story in, in South Africa then this is one of the things that make the cricket South Africa to really be an exceptional team and and we've seen this this the stories that have been coming out and it it is good I'm really I feel I'm really proud it's quite a good one mm. really inspirational. Well, I mean, yeah, she, she did well, scoring 150, the highest uh, score by a South African female in the space of cricket. So, I mean, that's amazing. She's also the second female batter to make a test and ODI century. So we, we salute her. And this is the debate we keep having about women's sports, getting the recognition it deserves, because our females constantly prove that they're not there to play. They're there to play, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I mean, it's it's. With, I think they, they just need all the support, even media support, sponsorship support, and and the and the fans as well. And it's it's actually hard even to get the the, the clip. It was not easy. I have to find. I have to look around and, and get the clip around. It's actually quite quite a good um uh, footage to watch. And um, I would even drop it on Twitter for people to see. And if they want to see more about it, it's actually good. Yeah, I think we should create a, a promo and advert with all our female leaders in sports. And the tagline should be, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so they backed the protest today at 12 uh, midday, SA time? Yes, yeah, they're, they're back, they're back today. And uh, I think it can only get better. Yeah. It's get better. Well, I'll hear from you because I know you'll be following that. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us. Plans for the rest of the week, Ade? Yeah, there's not uh, much. I think all eyes is on Izanzi right now. We just uh, following what is happening in, in East London, and um, the sun is already rising here, yeah? bright one, and um, it's we're also in the heart of summer. Temperatures rising to forty for the three, sometimes uh, forty-five. So it's 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 hot this side. <laughs>
And I know it's, yeah, I can imagine the heat and also it being mid-year because, you know, there's that mid-year fatigue for people who work. I don't know if you guys experience that or because there's too much beauty there <laughs> that you don't even uh, really see it. You just you just uh, focus on what you need to do and have fun. Yeah, we, we try. We try to, to stay as much time indoors and, and not be out there for so long. It's, it's quite, it can be really intense. Well, thanks again for your time. Always appreciating your perspectives and uh, have a great one. Yeah, thank you, Sander. I'll uh, catch you on Thursday. Thank you. All right. Pleasure. Adekunle Olabi, social commentator, joining us uh, from the UAE.